Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Well, hello and good evening, Police Science Doctor Tribe. This is Suzanne Knabernicol with Police Science Snippet number 45. Yes, I've been doing this every week for 45 weeks straight now. What have I been doing? Well, the police science snippets are basically three actionable little pieces of research that are found in various research articles, academic publications that I think are actionable and immediately deployable in some way, shape or form for the law enforcement and policing community. You may well know that a lot of academic research is quite um debating methodologies or it's quite theoretical and I try to find three golden nuggets that can actually be used straight away by practitioners so that's what police science doctor does trying to connect the research field with the actual practitioner field so I email these snippets out with the sources to the with the links to the source articles to my email list and you can join the email list for free and you will get these every Tuesday to you, including some other information that may be of um, use to you that I send out occasionally. Just going to www.policesciencedr.com and you can leave your details in the form that you'll find there. So the snippets for this week, I'm going to read them out to you now. One is the first one is about physical restraint in interviews. So that's restraining the suspect whilst um, they are being interviewed. Whilst most suspects decide prior to an interview whether they will cooperate or confess or not, those who are physically restrained are less likely to confess. So this is quite interesting. Um, you do have a bit of power, obviously, or you have quite a lot of power over or influence over how the suspect responds in interview by how you treat them. And I've been doing, I've been covering a lot of information on here already about, you know, how important it is to use rapport and empathy and um autonomy and, and other very important interpersonal skills in interviews, specifically suspect interviews, if you want to get the cooperation. And this piece of research just sort of adds to that, that actually, if you're, if you're physically restrained as a suspect, you're less willing to cooperate and um, provide a confession if you indeed do have um, a true confession to make. So the original article is linked to on the snippet if you get um, them emailed to you. Um, if you're only joining the list now, you can still get access to all the previous snippets, you know, zero, number one to 44. As a PDF, you can build yourself up a little library. You get a password to the read page that contains all the snippets and all the video transcripts as well. The second snippet for today is about treatments for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, a big topic in law enforcement, military and policing. So it, these, this study compared three different kinds of treatment. One was EMDR, this eye, um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Then there was relaxation training and prolonged exposure, PE. So compared to EMDR and relaxation training, prolonged exposure therapy produced, one, significantly, significantly larger reductions in avoidance and re-experiencing symptoms, two, tended to be faster at reducing avoidance, and C, or three, tended to yield a greater proportion of participants who no longer met the criteria for PTSD after the treatment. So in this study, it was found that um, for PTSD, prolonged exposure therapy outperformed EMDR and relaxation techniques. Um, so both those snippets were actually provided by my good friend, Dr. Marla Friedman in Illinois. Uh, she's from Badge of Life, and I've linked to that as well. Thank you very much, Marla. And uh, the third snippet for today is stalking and violence. 
intimate or ex-intimate partners are at a significantly higher risk of experiencing stalking violence than those stalked by strangers, acquaintances, friends or family members. Furthermore, stalking behavior and violence increase when the victim separates from the relationship. Um, very interesting article, so I've linked to that as well. I hope that you found this useful as usual. And you get an extra point if you can guess which band this is. So if you can, um, if you want to have a, have a guess at which band's t-shirts I'm wearing, t-shirt I'm wearing, then um, just put that into the comments where you're seeing this and um, I'll let you know if you're right. So thank you very much. Um, I bid you adieu and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.